what we binge. This is this what is we right. binge. And this is Mike with my coffee. Fuck, I finished my coffee. Okay. I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm getting a thing is because of the time difference, like you're in the morning in Hawaii and I'm more, you know, mid afternoon. I have some wine just to relax. Yep. And I'm trying to, I feel like I'm on Ambien today. (laughs) (laughs) So uh, before we, before I diverge, we're going to talk about WandaVision episode seven. Uh, I believe it's titled the fourth wall break. Can I start this episode with a hot take? Hmm? Least favorite episode. (laughs) (laughs) Well, honestly, it's like, is the episode that honestly, I didn't think about that in those words, but it was like the episode that I didn't feel like going back and watching. Yeah. Like, you know, I was like, I saw it. I know, whatever, it's done. Well, I, I think that there isn't that much to theorize about. Yeah. Uh, anymore. And a, and a big appeal of like the whole show is that like you're the juxtaposition between like the sitcom, like retro look and like the now, I guess, like cinematic yeah. look. And I guess like, you kind of lose a little bit when you're when you don't have to do that anymore because we're basically caught up now in sitcom time and you have we have two more episodes to go so i don't know if they're really going to do the sitcom thing anymore or if they're just going to do just straight cinematic story from here i don't think so well also it's like the, the whole vibe of the episode is felt like wanda's hangover like this is like her having hangover after everything that that she did yeah. Uh, you know, expanding the hex and yeah. getting you know Darcy and ha- most of the sword agents in the in that yeah. you know. Re- and it really matters because they really do reality. talk about like depression a lot in yeah. like modern sitcoms. <laughs> yeah, they even yeah. have an ad like Nexus ad. Like Nexus is what, and actually like um, Wanda gets some pills, like Nexus pills for I guess to feel better, and then it says side effects more depression. And <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, uh, you know, I, I still think it, it, it lacks the emotional, like that ad lacks the sort of what, you know, what the fuck of the last one with the claymation ad, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. the yo magic. But I feel like they're all, um, you know, clues because I feel like, is this how uh, maybe I'll go in chronological order and then we can talk about that. Uh, yeah. Amazing ending. Spoiler. No, no. Kind of spoilers. spoilers. Not really. Kind of. Not really. Not for I'm just me. sad that I was a little bit this. wrong about what the spoiler was going to be. Because mm-hmm. I, I, I was hoping it was going to be like somebody closer. But they introduced somebody new. So, yeah. yeah. So, well, um, yeah. Well, it, it's we'll uh, all I have to say is I was right. <laughs> like well, i mean thing is like that, that i mean the, uh, the, the ending to me feels like yeah it's it's like too neat of a bow there's still more to come i i think there, there's still yeah. more for us to discover uh but you know i, I like the fact that you know it, it really copies the whole filmmaking style of modern family yeah. you know like and the office as well because they, they both yeah. have like okay we'll film people doing stuff and then there's like an interview portion yeah and um you know i think they use that in a smart way with vision sort of like a way to distract him right yeah. and then he's like what what am i talking to you guys for man yeah <laughs> you know? but it's sort of like um you know this is supposedly like the day after halloween uh and uh like you know the, everything's glitching yeah you know the milk the you know the Wii controllers turn into GameCube controllers and then like, you know, yeah. Atari controllers or something, you know, the yeah. kids are freaking out 
and uh you know uh, we see that darcy is like an escape artist or something like yeah i totally thought she was going to be a waitress and then i was like oh yeah that would have been kind of too close yeah that would have been yeah too soon (laughs) (laughs) but yeah she was going to be a waitress at a at a diner with a yellow shirt and yeah uh, you know just like i don't know that was the theory online so i was like yeah "Eh." well you know but then like i feel like she's the one who's been the least changed like the hair is the same she has the glasses uh the only thing that's changed is like her clothes yeah essentially like because uh well i guess you know we're supposed to be in the same timeline uh i mean the same date i guess like the same year it's not like they've gone back in time for that old-timey circus or something but yeah it, it seems like uh, Wanda's losing control of the whole hex thing or something else is happening yeah. and uh, you know the kids are annoying her or something and like you know Wiccan can hear everybody's voices like in his head like their thoughts yeah. and he's like yeah, I hear too much I can't do it and yeah. then she's like leave your mother alone and yeah, yeah, yeah. you're <laughs> and quiet Agnes, yeah <laughs> yeah it's like quiet yeah and, and uh agnes shows up and she has thing is like i read online that that there was one one of the reviewers online was like oh yeah she did really well and whatever and like i feel like you guys you know the guys who are surprised by how well uh katherine hahn did that bit i don't see why you're surprised she wasn't parks and rec she was that uh she's done this <laughs> oh, yeah, before she was she wasn't she's done this before you know yeah. park park and uh yeah. you know Park, Parks and Rec, yeah, they have always... the same filmmaking style. And she did the same. She was like the, the anchor, the yeah, local yeah. anchor of that TV show who yeah. always gets drunk or something. <laughs> yeah, actually, um, I only saw like a few episodes of Parks and Rec, but like that thumbnail kept coming up into like mm-hmm. my my YouTube, like my homepage was like best of Catherine Hahn and yeah. Parks and Rec. But um, yeah, like I, Catherine Hahn to me was always just that person just ended up in rom-coms for some reason. Like this mm-hmm. is the first... Actually, no, wait, other than The Visit, the M. Night Shyamalan movie. Other than that, I think this is the first live action thing I saw her in that's like a step up. That's like yeah. a franchise thing. I, I think know? her work on the Spider-Verse movie, because like she voiced the female Doc Ock like yeah. in, in, um, in that alternate universe. And she has, she, she switches gears like in such a way you're like is she still joking or is this this is getting scary right now yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? and it's sort of like i think she she really she has that in her toolbox it's just like going into the whole like i'm gonna creep the you know creep yeah. the fuck out yeah and uh <laughs> because know, i'm cause, a crazy cause she, person because she has that kind of like awkward middle-aged woman thing kind of like down i don't know like she, mm. I, there, there's a certain she, she type the that housewife she really, you know, like the 1950s, yeah. 1960s neighbor yeah. who's married to Ralph. Ralph, we don't know who it is yet, are, which is something we're going to talk Ralph? about later. I'm sure they're going to reveal Ralph. And uh, I think there are, uh, I'll talk about that part when we get to the end. But, uh, yeah. you know, so in classic sit, modern sitcom style, you've got like, you know, one, two plots, like an A and a B. The A yeah. is uh, like Wanda and her kids and whatever. And then B is Vision. And uh, and then there's like a C. I don't know. Forget what I said. But yeah. <laughs> I think that there's uh, outside of the Hex, Monica Rambeau is trying to get into the bubble, the, the Hex. And that engineering friend turns out to be no one really 
special from the comics as far as i know yeah so far wait they didn't reveal the engineering friend though yeah i I guess like we only saw the military let's say that that sword crew that's there to bring the the that truck right yeah but we don't actually get to see the engineer Uh, okay it's and it's somewhere and it's somewhere between reed richards and blue marvel like that that's like the two candidates but there's a lot of like engineers and scientists and stuff i mean the thing is like you she could be it could be um i can't remember general colonel something uh who's also an engineer maybe like yeah (laughs) one does not you know yeah uh just because she's like a, a soldier, colonel, general, whatever, doesn't mean she can't be an engineer. <laughs> okay. uh, Look at our military expertise over here. Yeah. <laughs> soldier, captain, colonel. You know, she, all, all, some all of the above. All yeah. of the above. She, she's a one-person army. <laughs> she does everything. She, I don't know. <laughs> that's why she's amazing. She's, she's going to be, she's going to have her new comic next year. That'd be captain, soldier, colonel, general. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, what was that like broadway song the married the gentleman oh yeah that's uh hms pinafore there you go and there's like the yeah pinafore. i'm a modern major general modern major general that's right <laughs> you know like the whole sideshow bob thing for you know deep simpsons cut yes. uh, <laughs> oh yeah Sideshow Bob does that on a boat because like Bart is like, before you kill me, I want you to sing the whole HMS Pinafore. (laughs) Oh yeah. In that episode, like how did they, how how did he end up saving the day? He just did that to like kill time before they got to the dock. Yeah. 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 He's he's just doing that to kill time until the boat actually lands in Springfield or something. Yes. (laughs) The great Kelsey Grammer. Congratulations on getting Fraser possibly renewed. I don't know. Fraser. Anyway, back to WandaVision. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I remember the song. So Monica Rambo, they tried to push into the hex and it doesn't work. Science doesn't work in, in Marvel. No. Because it's not, you know. Yeah. <laughs> as much as they want to try to make it work, it's just like, yeah, it's just some, some interdimensional loopy stuff, you know. <laughs> That's why I'm happy they're bringing magic in because it's like, yeah. you don't have to explain magic, but this science stuff yeah. is getting kind of like, Right, well, it's like, like Thor, you know, right? In the yeah. first story, it's like, well, what you call science, I call magic or something. Or, yeah, but know, at this point, I, it's I like, nah, they're two separate things at this point. <laughs> no, it's like, what your ancestors called magic, we call science or, you know, or something. Yeah. Or you call whatever the line was. Science so, that hasn't uh, been explained. <laughs> yeah, so Monica Rambo, after the truck, like, can't get through the barrier, she decides to, Jimmy was like, no, don't do it. And then she's like, no, I'm going to do it. And then she crosses the, yeah. the energy field for a third time. And there's this whole like distortion, multiple versions of her through time. Because yeah. there's like the first version of her that got in there, the second and whatever. And, uh, yeah. and then she comes out and has like blue energy electric eyes and she can yeah. see the energy waves yep. on the electric cables. So she's become uh, Spectrum or Proton or I can't remember. <laughs> Proton. <laughs> No, like she, she's had several different yeah, superpowers. Yeah, yeah. Like she was, she was Captain Marvel Photon. before Carol Danvers, actually, yeah. in the comics, and uh, she was Proton and Spectrum. I guess she's going to be Spectrum. I'm guessing. I prefer yeah. Spectrum to Proton as a name, but then yeah, because yeah. like oh no, Photon. That was her mom. Photon, like, exactly. Name. Photon. Sorry, yeah. Proton. I feel like she's not going to have a name for a while. It's just going to be like how well, yeah. Wanda does like, isn't technically Scarlet Witch just yet. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. It's like everyone calls her Wanda. They don't go, hey, Scarlet Witch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, my name Wanda. No, but it's, uh, oh, you know, 
Wunderbar. Yeah, so she, she has powers now, and she runs to uh, Wanda's house, and she says, like, Wanda, I'm here to do whatever, and then Wanda loses her. She's like, you're a, you're a liar, and then she does the, she's like, you always lie, and then she tries to throw her to the ground, and uh, that's when Monica Rambeau does that superhero landing. Oh, yeah. They gave her that on purpose to be like, she's a yeah. superhero now. Yay. Okay. Everybody. I was just expecting Deadpool to come out of nowhere. Oh, superhero landing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. To me, though, that, that was kind of like the, the, the best reveal of the episode was yeah. like her becoming the, super, like, the superhero. Because like, yeah. we, we didn't know for sure if like, she was actually or if anybody was going to like actually become a superhero yeah. from this whole series. I, I think it was, it was foreshadowed uh yeah but you know we we it was still up in the air and i and i think you know after watching this episode i'm i'm going to go a bit lighter on the x-men theories yeah i feel like you know we still have to wait a little bit for the x-men i'm you know i i think we have two 20 minutes so on the x-men theories right now yeah, we yeah. have two more episodes left which turns out if you take off the credits it's like 20 minutes 28 minutes max yeah. So I'm like, yeah. uh, I heard some rumors that they're going to make them longer, like one hour, I guess, I including credits. So it might be half an hour. Yeah. I kind of hope so. <laughs> so. We've been getting like quibbies of like <laughs> WandaVision-y things. Seven I mean, they've been working, guys. but now I'm, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's worked so far, vertical. but now we're at a point where it's like, all right, we got to, yeah. we got two episodes yeah. to do like everything possible now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah so, um, you know, Monica Rambo actually gets through to Wanda at some point, and that's why Agnes like, uh, 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 I'm gonna put a, you know, yeah, uh, put a spanner in those works, and uh, <laughs> you know, in those gears, and uh, you know, she was like, hey, you know, Wanda, why didn't you come with me? It's like you shouldn't be here, uh, you know, lady that I don't know the name of, Monica <laughs> Rambo, and um, and then uh, when she goes, I mean, I forgot to mention, but there's like a whole part about Agnes taking the kids. To her house to babysit them and then they essentially disappear yeah uh when wanda actually goes into agnes's house yeah and that's when you kind of stop the whole sitcom yeah. thing and it's just cinematic from then on out yeah yeah like when she goes into the basement that's when the ratio changes like yeah. that's when the black bars appear <laughs> yeah they do <laughs> really that like smart real... editing really smart editing yeah i feel like that's why you couldn't have this as something theatrical because i know i think kevin feige was interviewed about it recently mm -hmm. about like why wandavision wouldn't work for tv i mean for movies yeah. and i think that's why because you kind of have to play with the whole aspect ratio and color grading and stuff yeah. and i'll just give you a headache on a big screen <laughs> yeah i mean uh some of the transformers movies do that uh in the same scene yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like there's a dialogue and then it switches from imax to normal ratio <laughs> which yeah. doesn't make any sense oh, why man. would you film one half of a half of a conversation in an yeah. office in imax like it's not like a robot oh, yeah. shooting stuff at that point point. and then the yeah. action scene would be like regular and then would go back to imax and it's like yeah how, like, well, how are you making general these decisions to be imax right okay because yeah. this conversation general. is important yeah, yeah. Oh, or, or maybe what's his name uh uh, the guy who was in the the last um, IMAX, <laughs> uh, you know the the guy from Boston, uh, what's his name? Casey Affleck. Oh no, no. Uh, the guy the, in the Transformers movies. Oh, Mark uh, in the later ones, the guy who replaced <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Mark Wahlberg. Yeah. IMAX frame. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm larger than life. Okay, you know what's your problem? 
No, I'm, anyway. I'm larger than life, okay? You know, you just gotta run, Optimus. <laughs> you gotta in run, Boston, you... we do everything in the IMAX. <laughs> can't but, do anything uh, else. When you're in Boston, you gotta run, you gotta run. I'm like, okay, yes, Mark. Uh, yeah. So, uh, but the thing is like, okay, so going back to that scene, so she goes into the basement, Agnes's ba- basement. One other thing I wanted to point out is when Wiccan and, and Speed, like the, the kids, they go into Billy and Tommy, they go into Agnes's house. He can't hear voices anymore. It gets super quiet. Yeah. Right, because they was really bothered by it before, and now like, so yeah. there's some magic in the air in the house. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> not in a romantic way, but uh, it's um, so when they go, when I mean Wanda gets escorted to Agnes's house by Agnes herself, and she goes into the basement looking for her kids. Like kids, are you there? Yeah. Like there's this glowing magical book, yeah, like a, a grimoire, if you will, yeah. and. Uh, <laughs> And um, it reminded me of I think the, the, the color is important because like she has red magic. Yeah. The book is kind of orangey. Yeah. And then big reveal, which wasn't really a reveal for me, but I was happy to see it. Uh, is like Ag- uh, Agnes is Agatha Harkness, which you know yeah. another witch, and she has purple yeah. energy. Yeah. And the way they revealed it was pretty. You know, it, it fit it fit with the show, like Agatha all along, and like yeah. revealed stuff. But it didn't that really reveal funny. everything. But it revealed that she was it revealed that she was behind everything, but not exactly. Yeah. What she more. did. Yeah. There's more to it. There's like more I, to I, it. I just I just have a feeling that there's more because that as a reveal, I didn't feel like eh, I didn't really. It, feel it much from simplistic. it it seemed yeah. a bit too simplistic to me and i was like there's more to this yeah and it was and like maybe, something that people were guessing already so there's yeah. more yeah i think is the magic from that book does not resemble the like you know wanda's magic or agnes's agatha harkness's magic and that's why i feel like ralph is probably the you know agnes's yeah. husband whoever goes by the name of ralph has that ralph orange Fisto. stuff Ralph Fisto, yeah. <laughs> he likes to. He likes to. I won't go there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> he likes to to Ralph Fisto. Uh, so like he, I I, I wonder. Oh, okay. Yeah. Continue. <laughs> continue it was continue. a long walk, but we but we got there. <laughs> it's firmly in my head now. Yeah. So I mean, so w- looking at her. Um, some guy on the on the internet pointed out that there's like a crane, you know that that crane that brings the babies at the beginning of uh, one of the episodes, like oh, yeah, that, the, the stork, you know, the, yeah. yeah, the stork. Yeah. So there's like a, a stork on a somewhere in the room. Yeah. And then like she has Agnes has like a pet rabbit, and then yeah. she's petting the rabbit right. She's like, it was me all along. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I kept uh, sparking. Yeah. yeah, but when you look at I think the first cut, when you see what actually happened, I mean, actually, you know, in quotes, not yeah. sure if that's actually the whole truth, but, uh, you know, her witch's getup kind of looks kind of stork-like a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but that's my impression. And then uh, the rabbit, I feel, is could be Ralph's spirit animal, if the stork is like her you know what for you know for lack of a better word like his spirit thing which is why i feel like ralph is the mailman because he has like a rabbit on his on his logo 
on his shirt. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah. I'm going deep today, guys. Yeah, they never really uh, talked about who Ralph. I was surprised that who could like, Ralph be? Could be that, Hayward. I'm not sure. I I was surprised they only showed Dottie for like a few seconds in this yeah. episode because I still could feel like she's something. Could be Dottie, but maybe it was all a big red herring, you know. Yeah. It's just like, you know, oh, Dottie, she's the one who runs things around here. And then actually, yeah. maybe not. But maybe, yes. And then... Uh, she had that whole moment know. where she had, like, red blood actually come out. And then, like... Yeah. She just kind of, like, looked at it and moved on. And she know she knows too much about Wanda. So I'm like... Could be her. Could be her. Yeah. Then I, I don't know who that would be uh, in, the, in the comics. Maybe she's the real Agatha Harkness. And she's, like, using the other one as a... Yeah. You know. I mean, there are many ways you can think about this. But... I think the the one thing about this episode uh, at the end is just like uh, I I I don't really know where to go from here until I see the next episode. Like I don't yeah. uh, some things I I I think I was right about, but then the way it ended with the whole like Agatha all along, it was Agatha all along. You're like, yeah. this is too easy. Yeah. And, um, and then like. Uh, we actually even have a post-credit scene in true Marvel fashion. Finally. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, Monica Rambeau runs to Agnes's house and tries to get in. And there's like a underground entrance and you can see all these vines, all these roots mm-hmm. glowing with purple energy. And that's when Quicksilver, Evan Peters, who we don't know, is he actually Quicksilver? Is he Mephisto? Uh, I guess we can say yeah. that he's not really Quicksilver. Yeah, he he was brought. Uh, I mean, Agnes, or Ag- Agatha, whatever. Yeah, uh, Agnes, brought yeah. He brought him to her door the somehow. House. Yeah, the house. Uh, yeah. I I don't know. I they they haven't really gotten into like if their powers, like if they mm-hmm. can actually like create sentient life just yet. Uh, they still yeah. really haven't hundred percent explained vision just yeah. yet. So, yeah, they haven't really, and I mean, Vision, like, um, I, you know, he, he, during the whole episode, he's being impeded by all these, yeah. uh, you know, interviews, you know, those cutaways where it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, speak to the camera and then he's like, why am I talking to you? And then he just flies off. Like, why is he riding in the truck when he could just fly? He didn't think about uh, <laughs> Yeah, because like he's in, he's in the, you know, in the storyline, you're like, oh yeah, they're, they're on a truck and whatever. And they're like, but dude, like he could just, yeah take off and fly it's funny how like as long as they're in that world it's like they're imprisoned by sitcom tropes Mm -hmm. it's like vision is kind of like stepping out of it but he's still kind of in like in it like i feel like that's why he just stayed in the truck forever when he could have just left is like he's imprisoned by the trope of yeah you have to stay in the car and having all the things yeah well in the end like he managed to i mean darcy told him more or less everything that happened yeah. Uh, before he you know came back to life yeah. in, uh, in the hex and uh you know i, I think he, he now he understands what's going on and yeah. uh but like agatha or agnes or you know yeah agnes kept putting at first like he's like well why is my wife putting all these obstacles in my way and actually i think it's agatha who's putting all these obstacles to keep him from getting back to uh, yeah. Wanda to like keep her from getting um, you know keep Agnes from manipulating Wanda some more and like yeah. Agnes actually just like straight up does the whole like purple magic you know like manipulate thing yeah. on uh, on Wanda 
Yeah. So and, we'll see. Uh, we'll see. Yeah. And the thing with Wanda, they never really explicitly, like in the MCU, they never really explicitly um, like identified her powers as magic no. just yet. Because she yeah. had like certain kinds of powers and could do stuff, but it was never identified as magic until now when they had mm-hmm. that, when Agnes and Agatha, whatever, when Agatha and, um, and uh, Wanda were having that conversation in the, in the basement and Agatha said, you didn't think you were the only magical girl in town. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I think, I don't, I don't think her um, powers are purely magic, but she's about to have her own, her world opened up to like, people who are i mean they say that wanda is like the most powerful person in the mcu but i'm pretty sure some of these magic people that know how to control their powers better that we're going to get introduced to know how to do it like probably yeah yeah and i think also i mean uh, i was just thinking about that yo yo magic uh ad with the shark that's snacking on your magic i i feel like agatha is the one who's feeding off of Wanda's magic and I, I think day per day she's yeah. getting more powerful as Wanda's getting maybe less powerful and maybe yeah. that's why she's losing control of of this pocket reality that she created for herself yeah. uh, although she might have been I, I think she was manipulated by Agnes to create the whole thing yeah just so that you know uh, but then I still feel like either Dottie is because she said you you know oh you think you're the only you know you're not the only magical you know a gal in town and maybe there's another magical gal who's actually ralph uh you know things we never see ralph (laughs) as far as we know we don't know we might have seen who ralph is but we've never known that we were seeing ralph so could be doesn't have to be a a man could be a woman um Ralph Never know. Yeah, be, at this, you know, m- m- could be the mailman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, at this point, like it, it feels like, yeah, Mephisto is going to be brought up at some point. Uh, the mm-hmm. fact that he's getting brought up at the end, I think he's going to be like a looming presence in the MCU from here on out. Yeah. Uh, it could be the big, you know, he could be like the Thanos, like you know, yeah. threat during the next, you know, two or three phases. Yeah. of the mcu although you know mul- multiverse of madness is said to be a avengers you know size event right is just because wow. it's a doctor strange movie it's gonna be like because it's like all the dimensions are yeah you know fucked so exactly. i'm just <laughs> excited for that movie because like they're bringing in like the heavy hitters of like filmmaking like sam raimi Who's bringing in Danny Elfman for the music? Like they're yeah, yeah. Spider-Man duo. They're not going with stock people at all for this yeah, movie. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think it's like Sam Raimi is really good at, at horror. Like that's what he started with, and I think they. I mean, even though they kind of toned down the whole horror stuff, because I I, I think the previous director I can't remember what his name was of uh, Doctor Strange. The, uh, the guy who did you know. Sinister, yeah. Yeah. So like he was really rooting for a straight up like horror movie yeah. and uh and he kept telling people about it like even i think at comic-con he said yeah this is going to be the first mcu horror movie to be awesome and then i think after that they tried to tone things down 
because like you can't have i guess like uh the mcu is really made for you know kids uh it's made for adults but it's mostly targeted towards like younger like kids right yeah and, and, you know like um or young teenagers or tweens or you know. yeah uh so like you can't have a full like a straight up yeah you know midsummer yeah, hereditary know. horror movie thing i think they, they are starting to inch more towards like horror now and in general i remember one time we were talking about bringing back like kids horror it mm -hmm. is like like having making things for families scary again is coming back like uh mm -hmm. nickelodeon brought back are you afraid of the dark and i saw the trailer for the new season i was like oh crap and then you had wandavision that full-on showed like dead vision going around yeah so it was like there, there's just a lot of stuff where they're just like ah, ah. they're like kind of like nudging you nudging audiences toward like accepting things that are going to be scarier like of course it's yeah. not going to be straight up horror but i'm expecting that like sam raimi is going to do a little bit more horror stuff than um mm -hmm. sam raimi is going to do a little bit more horror stuff than when um he did spider-man 2 and just kind of hinted at it with that whole doc ock scene in the hospital that was like inspired by evil mm -hmm. dead yeah <laughs> It's like well, that that actor from Evil Dead. I'm sure he's going to show up in in the Doctor Strange movie. Yeah. Uh, what's his name? I'm looking at. I'm looking up right now. Uh, Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Uh, like Bruce Campbell, he was supposed to be um, Mysterio in the original Spider-Man trilogy. Uh, you know, the Sam Raimi trilogy. He was supposed mm. to because like he shows up in each movie, but like yeah. as a different guy. Like in yeah. the first one, he's the uh, he's the announcer. Uh, that like wrestling match or something yeah and then he's the waiter at this really high-end restaurant in spider-man 2 yeah. and then i can't remember who he is uh, in spider-man 3 but like he was supposed he was like mysterio in yeah. disguise behind the scenes and he was just going to show up at some point but yeah. <laughs> they, they never they never managed to do that uh, but that. i'm sure he's going to show up in dr strange uh maybe they they asked him to be mephisto i don't know <laughs> oh dude that'd be awesome <laughs> that'd be awesome right yeah i mean like they already kind of like like i'm pretty sure now that we have this like book involved this like magic book they're gonna do some evil dead ish okay. references when they do multiverse of madness like it's gonna come mm -hmm. back and they're gonna like use it as like a what is it called like a red herring or something they're, I don't, no not red herring That's yeah yeah red herring yeah. But, but they're gonna like use that the same way the book of the dead or whatever was like such a big part of the evil dead franchise so i don't know there's oh, a lot like, of magic like books. a mcguffin i don't know <laughs> like a mcguffin there <laughs> just go. like the one thing that'll save you yeah at the, yeah like a mcguffin uh but it's uh i think it, it it also i think to tie in dr strange that book at the end of this week's episode uh yeah. kind of looks like some of the books that you see in in the you know the library where uh you know mm -hmm. dr strange learns magic and stuff mm -hmm. so they they kind of look similar binding although we uh according to some guys on youtube they couldn't find the same logo on any of the dr strange books i did not go through the trouble of checking but yeah. <laughs> maybe apparently all the merchandise uh, for everything ever is made right now so <laughs> yeah but yeah, I, I think uh, th there's still a bigger baddie somewhere that we haven't seen yet. And it's probably Mephisto and that orangey, yeah. you know, reddish orangey magic yeah. mm -hmm. coming out of that, that book. 
is probably going to be uh, – I'm going to – okay, whatever. I'm going to say it's Mephisto, you know. Yeah, it's going to be Mephisto. I was hoping, like, at some point – because there's supposed to be somebody that's unexpected coming in. Like, Paul yeah. Bettany said himself that uh, there's an actor he wanted to work with his whole life that's going to, like, show up that nobody's guessed yet. This, the, the whole time I thought the surprise actor was going to be Evan Peters, but it's like that wasn't even apparently that's not even close to like what the surprise is supposed to be. So, okay, pausing. All right. Yeah, so the whole thing with like Evan Peters is like, uh, if you guys listened to our earlier episode, uh, one of our earlier episodes, uh, like, I think, yeah, I think I was on Google and I was looking up the cast of WandaVision and Evan Peters happened to be like second on that list, even though he wasn't brought up in anything mm -hmm. else. And he was just like, it was just kind of like leaked here and there that he may be a part of the show. So when he came in, I thought he was going to be like the big surprise of the show, but it turns out like these last two episodes, there's going to be something like something yeah. bigger than what we expect coming in. It's going to be something. Like Somebody I, that Paul Bettany has yeah. been looking forward to working with. His whole life, I guess. Okay, you guys, you have to help us do some research. Uh, yeah. <laughs> look at all of Paul Bettany's interviews <laughs> yeah. from like 10, 20 years ago, and <laughs> we'll see. Let's see. Sean Connery is going to come back. This was my last role. It's going to smack. Smack, smack. Actually, you know, uh, po posthumously, like he recorded his lines like, you know, yes. two years ago. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> like it's last all year. a wonder. <laughs> it's it's all it's not one. I just wanted your magic, okay? And <laughs> I'm a fish who? I'm a fish <laughs> I just wanted all your all uh, all your magic. You know, I just want to snack on it. Snack <laughs> on your magic, bro. I just want to snack on your magic snack on your magic, bro. That's how I swim the ocean like a shark. Yeah. But, uh, hungry. I used to be hungry too. That was so lame, but it was like in the best <laughs> yeah, way. I was like, I used to be hungry too. Just have some snack on your magic, bro. Speaking but of lame like, lines, um, <laughs> do you have any more about WandaVision to say? Because this is a good segue into something else um, I want to talk about. I mean, uh, nothing more to say except like maybe, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like is just one last thought. Like I think who who Evan Peters is is he still I don't know if he's actually a Quicksilver from from a, another universe I, I thought like if Evan Peters turned out to be Mephisto like this would be the greatest like way of manipulating people because like if that chosen another actor you never would have thought oh oh shit like that's the Quicksilver from another universe no like you would have thought okay like who's this guy right yeah but you know that would be if he turns out to be Mephisto or, or somebody else I don't know like that that would be really cool but I still feel like there's someone else that we haven't seen as you said like um you know we'll see we'll see yeah. that, that's all I have to say I don't really have any I, I I don't feel strongly about any theories except that I I do think Mephisto is behind everything which most people on reddit feel the same way you know <laughs> we've known it all along all along but yeah we'll see uh, yeah. any last thoughts on uh, one division. 
Now we'll save it for next week. <laughs> okay. Cool. Moving on to other things uh, so, that we so, watched this week. So we so we we, we talked about uh, having like lame lines or something just like a minute ago or so. Uh, mm-hmm. Saw the Mortal Kombat trailer a few days ago, <laughs> and they're yes. continuing the tradition of lines that don't make any sense. I'm pretty sure they put this line in there for like, like, like on purpose. In the beginning, it's like, is that a birthmark? What does that mean? Means he was born with it. <laughs> I'm like, yes, they're continuing the, they're continuing the tradition of the first Duh. two movies. Too bad you Duh. will die. Too bad you will die. And like, come here. <laughs> it's just like pulling the thing. No, honestly, I, I'm I'm actually looking forward to. I've never I have never looked forward to a a. a uh, Mortal Kombat movie until now. And after watching the trailer, I was like, I'm going to watch that. I'm going to watch that. Yeah. <laughs> it's probably going to be terrible, but I, I want to watch it. <laughs> I wonder if like, if movies, um, if we saw movies in the theaters and yeah, if, if movies were still in theaters and like nothing about 2020, like changed anything, mm-hmm. then would we have liked the Mortal Kombat trailer as much? And you know what? This goes for Godzilla versus Kong too. Like if, if like Mortal Kombat trailer just, came out and we expected it to come out in theaters next month will we think it was awesome or would we have been like ah it looks like every other generic video game adaptation like assassin's Mm -hmm. creed and uh, whatever like yeah i don't know i i I still really feel like 2020 dark yeah 2020 made us kind of like really crave just junk food movies because we haven't even had like a lot of new movies in a long time (laughs) Netflix. Yeah, I mean, yeah. thing is, like, uh, I mean, uh, Godzilla versus Kong, like, it, it's just like, yeah, it's fast food, like, you know, visual, cinematic fast food, and uh, Mortal Kombat is the same. It, except, I feel like they're going, except for that one line <laughs> that you mentioned, yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like it was going a bit darker than the other ones. The other ones felt very campy. Yeah. Uh, sort of, you know, nineties like adaptation or early 2000s so it's like you know they didn't really it it seems to fly closer to the latest mortal kombat game like mortal kombat 11 which you know like the whole like freezing blood thing to stab like freezing your enemy's blood and stab him with his own Wait, was that ever in any of the games or was that like because that was the latest game Really? Okay. Because the I... latest Mortal Kombat game. Okay. But, um, I'm not sure if it was used by the same, like you know, combatant. I I think it was by someone else who can actually manipulate blood. Because that ninja. Oh yeah, I uh, remember. Man, you know, manipulate manipulates. you know, can create ice. So he just like when the blood spurted out, he just froze it and then did something with it. Yeah. But it's like, uh, you know, it. <laughs> It's it's not an intellectual movie by any yeah. <laughs> by any measure, and it's not going to be like you know this year's Oscar winner, but you know I think it's going to be probably better than the other ones. But it's still going to be campy and weird and dumb. Yeah, they, they need to keep it. There, to, there, like, there's only so far it. you can go with like like I'm I'm happy that nowadays with like live action adaptations, there's no like okay the entire 2000s has to be gritty. Okay, the entire 2010s has to be kind of campy or. 90s or whatever it's like you don't have to stick to like one thing per decade to be successful it's like whatever fits the franchise is what it's going to be and 
Mortal Kombat is going to be dark and campy the same way like yeah. Pokemon when the first when Detective Pikachu came out they figured fuck it we're just going to make them all look exactly like cartoon Pokemon why not <laughs> I think it's the closest thing to is is the closest thing I've ever seen to the actual video game and because like the video game is really like you know it's it's gory and dark but it's camp it's absurd and campy in the way that it just uses gore because like what freezing the guy's blood and then like one guy get you know yeah uh this is a family podcast now whatever i'm, I'm not is gonna it? go into the details but but it <laughs> is it though i don't know god <laughs> is is it it though? That, no. that's a mind that i <laughs> this is my like least this is like my most forced transition into the crew because like they, they actually mentioned that you know, that's what you're trying to get into from this yeah 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 because like they, there's a line uh so <laughs> the crew oh. is a tv show oh, that God. just came out on netflix a week ago uh and i've been watching the shit out of that uh that tv show <laughs> so like kevin james is the uh like the the manager of a He's like the chief. He's the crew chief of uh, of a NASCAR racing thing, and uh, he uh, like his boss gets replaced. Like the the owner of the thing is like mm-hmm. a guy that he's worked with for like twenty years, and yeah. then the guy retires and says, "Hey, my daughter's taking over." And his daughter's like a Stanford, like Silicon Valley kind of you know yeah. person, and uh, she wants to change everything. And then you know she wants to interview everyone, and then. Like there's a moment where he says, but everything's fine, right? Like Evan James is like, yeah, but everything's fine the way it is. And then she says, is it though? And <laughs> yeah. there's a whole thing about, is it though? So it's like, uh, you know, I, it, it really is the TV show. When I saw the crew, I was like, I don't want to watch this. And then I thought, I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a try. And I watched it and it's like the mindless other kind of fast food stuff. And it just makes me feel good inside. So, you know, <laughs> instead of watching The Omen and other things. Well, you know, it's just nice. It's easy viewing. Well, after watching the return of Kevin James to sitcom world, you know what uh, show we should get into one day when it comes out, uh, Kevin can go fuck himself. I think that was the name of the, (laughs) I think that was the name of the show. Okay, I'm going to check it out. out. Because, yeah, it's a, I mean, like the title of the show is, uh, it's a take on Kevin can wait, but um, it's like, it's the, the whole thing is like, drama and comedy about and it's like this gritty whatever about like being a wife in a sitcom show kind of like the king of queens or everybody loves raymond and stuff and apparently it just gets dark from there because she just gets driven crazy by the kevin james stand-in of that show Mm -hmm. (laughs) so it's just her getting into like drugs and wanting to kill him and all that (laughs) That sounds that sounds really like a like a lighthearted uh, time, you know. Yeah. yeah. But I, 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 I just wanted to add something about the crew. Thing is, like, you know, everyone's gonna be like, "Oh, well, this is Kevin James's show, and that all revolves around him and whatever." It kind of does, but I feel like the cast is really strong for because for a Netflix sitcom, because a lot of these Netflix sitcoms like revolve around one person, like uh, Gabriel Iglesias. Yeah. You know, like Mr. Iglesias, Mr. like the 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 MVP of that show is Iglesias himself. Yeah. Right. Like there's no one else that really stands out to me at all. Yeah. And when you watch the crew, 
it's like everyone has their own thing and they're all pretty strong in their own like you know the driver the nascar driver is a bit of an income poop so like he's a good yeah. driver but he's kind of dumb yeah. uh you know there's like the hr lady who's who's uh, uh has her who has like a pez collection like a pez yeah. dispenser collection or something like she's kind of weird but she's fun and she has her own thing like everyone has their own moment in, in this tv show which i thought was cool it's not all about kevin yeah so so it's it's, it's like uh, which i thought was cool yeah, yeah. i mean um when it's like uh, big show. yeah it was all about big show. exactly it's like when um <laughs> i guess uh sitcoms just started going more into like an ensemble format rather than just being focused mm -hmm. on one person like like how like roseanne is roseanne cosby show bill cosby or yeah. like how they tried they tried doing that more recently with um yeah was it the Michael J. Fox show? There was some. So, so you know, I, I think that being said, it is still Kevin's Kevin James's show, but yeah. like, it's he's not the only thing that works. Yeah, I think everything works in that show. I mean, when shows kind of need to go to like an ensemble like format, just where everybody has mm -hmm. their own thing that's strong enough to carry it. I mean, like that's how The Office, mm -hmm. after Michael Scott left, they were able to last for like two more seasons. That, in the end, if you really think about it, did have a few funny episodes without him yeah like it wasn't as good but it wasn't as good but it, but it was like a few funny episodes yeah yeah but the thing is like that was an ensemble and the ensemble really worked and and michael scott was a part of it like he was an integral part of it yeah and but i think like michael, like scott michael scott on his own show, would not work without dwight or pam or jim right so the thing is like all these things work together and yeah. it felt like you know they removed one of the main pillars of the show and uh i mean it was still funny some episodes are still funny but uh, don't ask me to point them out to you i, I can't i can't tell you <laughs> <laughs> which ones were were good yeah. but it, it's uh, um you know uh michael scott was the the he was the only guy that who was like always optimistic about stuff yeah. even though he was fucking up all the time <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> But yeah, so uh he was the one who yeah. wanted everybody to love him basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. He, he's like the, you know, he's like a he's like a golden retriever in in Oof. the form of a human being. Yeah. Cuz like whatever he does, he just wants to be loved. Yeah. And he tries to do well even though he fucks up sometimes. But yeah. <laughs> or he doesn't do it in the right way. Or he he's too he wants to he he wants to prove himself so much that he does it wrong. Right? So it's it's like yeah. he wants it too much. It's so like it, and every time uh, he's like you know, kind of edgy you could tell he was like edgy to get a good reaction yeah. kind of thing it's, it's funny yeah. i don't know yeah but um yeah, yeah. Where, where are we yeah. going with Otherwise, this uh, i can't remember uh oh yeah the crew <laughs> the crew well the thing is like the crew is re uh you know i i think there are some jokes that don't land and yeah. it's and it usually revolves around uh the former boss of the racing crew yeah. who only appears during like two or three episodes because like he retires and goes to Hawaii. There's a yeah. point where he actually strums a ukulele and sings for the crew or something at some point. Uh, yeah. But but it's like, I think he's the least funny part of the whole thing. <laughs> and everything else is is pretty good. And uh, But they also uh, go into like, you know, Kevin's relationships and like his colleagues' relationships are more like, it, it's more than just like, huh, slapstick, hey, huh, funny. <laughs> and... <laughs> So, you know, and the way they end the first season, you want to watch, I want to watch the season two because I want to know what happens next because you really feel for, for these characters. Uh, 
even though you know like you know kevin james is in like is he is 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 he in like 50 percent of all successful sitcoms in the last 20 years or something honestly only king of queens kevin james the only really big thing he ever did was uh king of queens but um Mm -hmm. i king of queens yeah then he did that mma movie uh, i can't remember yeah. With Joe Rogan in there. <laughs> oh, here comes the boom. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, here comes the boom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, uh, you know, let's say maybe not successful sitcoms, but he's been like in a shitload of sitcoms. He's just been in a lot of stuff. Like he would just show up. Yeah, he's been in a lot of stuff. Something. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this is like the most blue collar Netflix sitcom I've seen on Netflix okay yeah, because okay. it's nascar right yeah <laughs> but like i never thought that i would like uh because like, i mean i didn't grow up in the u.s nascar isn't a thing for me but like racing has always been a thing in my world but uh really? not nascar i mean Wait, like really? in my with my friends and you know whatever we grew up like love cars were love you a racer no 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 i was uh, like oh the thing is like switzerland <laughs> is no things like switzerland because of all the mountains it's great for driving with yeah. bends and curves and all that shit so yeah. like if you have like a good every there's like this one state where it's all mountain yeah it's all mountains everyone drives like they're you know in crazy they're <laughs> competing in a race like everyone really drives like that <laughs> up a fucking mountain hill with like you know the 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 road isn't that good you know they'll still drive through there like you know 60 <laughs> miles per hour uh, <laughs> so so it's just like thing is it's part because like most of my friends are gearheads uh yeah. growing up and like that was the, like you know le mans one other movie that i saw recently was uh ford versus ferrari where they talk about le mans like in every other country they didn't call it ford ford versus ferrari like in europe they called it le mans 60 63 or 64 oh, okay, okay. because that's the because everyone knows le mans, oh, le mans. Yeah, in, yeah. you know but like in europe but like not i guess and it's not so common in the u.s yeah but it's like uh things like nascar is essentially just like driving in a donut super fast and, wow and so... uh so we're pretty it's, it's, thing funny is like, it's super we're, dangerous it's super yeah. dangerous but then like it demands uh different things from the car than a yeah. le mans but like watch ford versus ferrari to know what that you know what those differences are yeah it's so <laughs> funny because like it's but funny because like, like america yeah america does have like a huge car culture but there's no real well-known place where you could like yeah. celebrate that you know there's like if you watch Discovery Channel and watch all the races, it's like a, a lot of just straightforward zero to sixty races. There's like a lot of yeah, like it's like drag races, drag, drag, yeah, drag racing that kind of stuff, yeah, and then like NASCAR. But yeah, it's like car culture everywhere like it's else. It's about like, speed. Wow. Yeah, is in most car con- like let's say the the purely like the the types of races that you associate with America are mostly about speed. Yeah, it's really about speed. Not yeah. so much about handling or or anything. It's just like how fast can you go without dying, and that's like you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> essentially. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I mean, like, uh, yeah, with all the Fast and Furious movies, it's it's all mm-hmm. America based, even though they go international and stuff. And the only movie that really like explored what another country like values from street racing was Tokyo Drift. And outside of that, 
you know, now that you're telling me all this stuff about Switzerland, I'm kind of wondering yeah. why they never explored that and just went straight to like bank robberies. It was like, <laughs> they never explored like <laughs> Switzerland, like South America. Yeah. <laughs> no, the thing is that, but I mean, think, uh, you know, uh, being stuff, in the yeah. middle of Europe, like it's, it, it was quite common when I was a teenager that you'd have like some, let's say robbers based in France that would come into Switzerland and then like oh. have a getaway chase because yeah. once they cross the border, they're fine yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sort of thing. It doesn't fly anymore because like the, the police departments are more coordinated, but right. like at the time, like once they left, like essentially they're gone. So, yeah. you know, sort of like same thing as like maybe when you think about, you know, gangsters like John Dillinger who would rob one bank in one state and then just cross state lines and then he would be fine in the other state. Yeah. Sort of like same, same um, logic behind it. But yeah. uh, nowadays uh, there's a lot more coordination between European countries, especially, I mean, Switzerland isn't part of the EU, but still like they're like bilateral, bilateral agreements and everything. But it, it's, uh, but things like people love, People love cars in, in, in Switzerland, overwhelmingly. I won't say most, I won't say everyone, but overwhelmingly people like their cars. Yeah. Um, and those who can afford to have nice cars, they pimp the hell out of their cars yeah. or they buy, a, you know, like a, a por like a Porsche or like a, well, yeah. Porsche, you know, Porsches last a long time. But I, I want, this is not a car podcast, but you know. <laughs> oh yeah. I mean like all you want to vision people, you left already. So we're, yeah, you we're, left talking, already. About, we're talking about but, what we want. Do you know anybody that yeah. fixes Carmen gears by any chance? We have a Carmen gear in our garage. Like mm -hmm. we have a Carmen gear that's I don't like, know. I can never got around to starting. Yeah. Things like, I have a friend of mine who uh, now he works for one of these like watch companies. Like he wa he works for the company that makes parts for watches essentially. Yeah. And, but like when he was in his like early twenties, late teens, he yeah. interned as a mechanic in a Renault garage. So he fixes his own car. Yeah. And uh, like, I, uh, I know that there's a plan at some point to go to Hawaii someday. Uh, so <laughs> like, I'll ask him to fix your car. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I, I mean, like Volkswagen. Okay, Volkswagen is based in Germany. Germany yeah. is closer to all these other countries mm -hmm. than anywhere I've been to. So I'm like, I don't know. Maybe there's a way we can get parts uh, German, cheaper. Honestly, and more, like German highways, yeah. freaking crazy. Like, you know, there's no speed limit on certain stretches, not on everywhere, but certain stretches of the German high, of German highways. What if we took There is no speed Germany? limit. What if we took it to Germany to get fixed? Oh, we could. Yeah, you could. Huh. Do Volkswagen. <laughs> Volkswagen. <laughs> Volkswagen. And, uh, <laughs> it's it's like they don't pronounce the G's. It's like. Volkswagen. Volkswagen. Bring me your, bring me das Auto. I never understood that tagline, honestly. Das Auto. It's like Volkswagen. the car. Yeah. the car ah. it's like you don't need any other car it's the car it's up with volkswagen and they're like one two word like taglines like lemon that's auto it's like yeah <laughs> lemon i don't know well that's a ddb thing because uh, <laughs> we're advertising, all you advertising guys. guys out there you don't know what ddb yes. is <laughs> <laughs> it's my it's my creative outlets my creative yes. outlets you know i wanted to talk about the 
Volkswagen Beetle, and I said it's a lemon. And <laughs> lemon. <laughs> well, I mean, anyone who's watched uh, Mad Men knows the the whole lemon thing. But that was a whole arc in like the first episode about how like yeah. Donald Draper feels inadequate because like DDB was doing so much better. Yeah. Ad ads. Uh, <laughs> Dude, what, what, what would like a modern day if they had to have a show and after this i'll talk about grim for a little bit but mm-hmm. like yeah. yeah uh what would like a modern advertising show look like because like if you really think about it not just Mad Men, it was always the backdrop um, for either like a rom-com or like yeah this or that and it, it, it always took place in a time where advertising think- felt kind of steady but we came up in advertising in like the 2010s and that's honestly it's crazy i just i just see it as a huge like five-hour psa about insomnia (laughs) (laughs) it's it's just like you know um thing is like mad men uh the tv show was really about it was more about the 60s and social problems in the 60s and you know the lifestyle and whatever and about this guy who's really flawed but like a great you know creative director uh in in an ad agency but it was mostly about what was going on at the time you know the whole all the sexism the racism all that stuff like nowadays uh you know uh agencies are much more enlightened and and i and i do hear i mean i've heard from there's this famous guy called uh george lois i think that's his first name though his last name is lois uh he like they say that he was the inspiration for Donald Draper, but like when yeah. you hear, when you hear his side of the story, is like, well, all this stuff about sleeping with the secretaries, like if you did that, you'd get fired, like back in the day or something. Like that's that's his version of events, yeah. Yeah. you know. So like, it, you know, it, it's sort of like uh, it's a TV show. Take it with a grain of salt. It happened, yeah. but the way they make it look like it's just like some huge orgy happening all the time, right? Yeah. <laughs> which, which you know, thing is like nowadays, um, you know, the the what's true is that the agencies the, the agencies are much more diverse, yeah. like you know, uh, people of different races, different uh, genders, and everything. Like yeah. back then, it was just like white men. Yeah, but it's <laughs> weird it. because like yeah, <laughs> but but like that diversity too is it's like creating. It's like the fact that there's like real diversity now, but at the same time, every ad agency is also competing with like some influencer that can like get like, they they just post one picture with like a soap or something. And that's like all the advertising that soap company needs or something. It's like, like, I would imagine it less like Mad Men, like everybody being smooth. And like, you remember that part in SpongeBob where they were like showing inside of SpongeBob's head? And then it was just like everyone was like throwing the files all over the place. It was like, oh my god, what do we do? What do we do? I don't know. Ah, it would be that, but like as a yeah. TV show. <laughs> yeah, no, essentially, like, no. The thing is, like, things change all the time. Like yeah. a client will say something, and then you have to change everything. Uh, maybe your creative director is gonna have an opinion, and then that'll mean like two hours. You know, you have one hour before the presentation, but what he's asking you will take you more than one hour. But you're still gonna do it in one hour anyway, because yeah. you have to. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, it, it's, uh, it's just like, it, if you had a TV show, if you wanted to have a realistic TV show about advertising, especially in, in New York, it would just be people running around all the time thinking like, you know, moments of silence and yeah. then moments of extreme activity. So yeah. <laughs> there, there's never like, you know, uh, there are some days where it's just like extreme high, like stress activity. And sometimes you'll have like a lull 
and then ugh, it goes back to crazy again. Yeah. So, so it's like, um, I don't know how, how a TV show about advertising would go. I, I think a, you could have a non-realistic TV show about advertising that, that could work. <laughs> That's about like relationships and shit. I would but, get like, uh, <laughs> I would get like Baz Luhrmann or, the, or something to do it just because he has such like a crazy filmmaking style. Yeah, like the guy that did like the Get Down and Moulin Rouge right, and stuff. Right, it, right. it would just be like that because and just have people have conversations all day. Like, <laughs> I I wrote it down like a script of like how it felt to be in advertising, like just walking in, and it's it's a lot of like, you should stand up for yourself. Oh, now you're being a jerk. Okay, maybe you're not being a jerk. Maybe you have to go. It's like it's like you need to speak your yeah. truth. Okay, now you need to know how to vote back. It would be like that the entire show. And then like, well, it's like, <laughs> you know, well, thing is, is like, I feel like you have to do that when you're just a normal human being, you know, like, yeah. but <laughs> like, just that, like, you can say stuff, yeah. you know, you, you, you can, let's say seem imposing in certain situations. Yeah. And, but most of the time uh, you're going to be thoughtful and, and thinking about yeah. other people's feelings and not be an asshole. So it's, you know, Wait, have you ever watched the crazy ass, <laughs> not crazy ass, crazy ex girlfriend? Crazy, crazy, crazy ass girlfriend. Yeah, I've seen that. I mean, yeah, crazy ex, crazy ex No, yeah, no, I've I would seen, get I her or Rachel. Um, yeah. Ah, got it. Rachel it's Bloom. Me. Rachel Bloom. I would, I would yeah. get her. If not Baz Luhrmann, I would get her yeah. to do like a show about advertising. Like, I feel like it would fit her style. I think she, more. she, uh, yeah, could fit. Like, she seems. I would see her well as like a account manager because she's in between the creatives and the, and the client people. So like yeah. that's an extra like mind complication thing that you have to deal with that uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm happy that I don't have to deal with because you have to manage expectations on both sides right. kind of thing. So it's kind of uh, you know, she, I think that would be the highest stress position uh, I feel. I, I'm just being nice for all my account managing people who are listening to me right now. Yes. Come <laughs> cool. You know, yeah, this is, uh, this is it. This is the end. This is uh, of this episode, not the podcast. This is not, we got to figure out what we're going to talk about after this, but for the time being, yeah. we got two more episodes of Wanda. Wanda vision. Wanda vision. vision. One division. A division. division. The division of the division. Tom Clancy's the division. Without remorse. Part two. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> where can they I'll find tell us? you where you can listen to us. I actually. Oh yeah, actually I forgot to talk about Grim. Oh Grim. The oh, only yeah, thing Grimm, I want to say, I, I just, Dude. I just, we'll save Grim for next week. Wait, let's, let's just save it for next week. We'll save Grim because for next I feel week, like, I feel like you have a lot to say about Grim, so we're gonna we're gonna save Grim for next week. Yeah, probably. Yeah, because <laughs> you know, WandaVision, magic, and Grim has magic. Yeah. Anyway, where can they find us? <laughs> They can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Bullhorn, Overcast, iHeartRadio, TuneIn. We are now on Stitcher, guys. New new platform. Uh, then you can also listen to us on Breaker, CastBox, PocketCast, and Radio Public, and probably a bunch of other platforms that, that I don't know about. Yeah. And uh, yeah, follow us at What We Binge on Instagram. Tell us what you think. Give us subjects about things that you want us to talk about after One Division, of course. Because we're still stuck on WandaVision. We're really stuck on all this Disney stuff, like Disney Plus, Disney stuff. But we'll see. Maybe we'll switch to uh, the Snyder Cut when it comes out. Oh, yeah. No, we're definitely doing the Snyder Cut. Yeah. Like, uh, was it yeah. March? Something? March 18th, I think, or March 17th. Yeah. So it's a Friday or a Saturday. Friday. Yeah. You know, 
it's coming out the same day as I think the first episode of uh, the Falcon and Winter Soldier. But mm-hmm. uh, we'll just keep we'll forget about the first episode of that. We'll talk. We'll do a double in a week after. But uh, yeah, let, you know, we'll talk about Zack Snyder's thingy, Justice League, mm-hmm. the week after it comes out. And uh, for once, we're planning. We're planning this time. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I hope you guys enjoyed the show. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing it. Thank you. Thank you. Do you, is, it, is it time to say peace? Peace. peace. Yes. Peace, peace. Peace. Peace all. Peace.